0: Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James, and I'm with Rocco. Hello, the Uruguayan version of Rocco. He's in a he's in an airport lounge in the. Where are you? You in Buenos Aires at the minute? I am. Uh, I've had to turn myself away from Uruguay,
1: and I'm yeah in Argentina waiting to waiting for the long flight home, which is via Amsterdam and annoyingly Manchester. So I'm gonna have to get the train then back from Manchester. And I finally get home tomorrow at some point. Um, so yeah,
0: but, but it's all worth it. Don't feel sorry for me,
1: honestly. You don't yeah. have to feel too sorry for me.
0: Yeah, bookending a trip with Manchester is never ever fun. <laughs> so what? W- I mean, some people might have heard you on BBC Radio Leeds chatting to Poppy. But what have you? What have you been doing in your guy? Well, we know what you've been doing. You've been hunting the man himself, haven't you? Yeah, came with my mate to watch the game.
1: Basically, I guess the. Marcelo Uruguay team playing Brazil and yeah, it's phenomenal. It was an amazing day at the one and a great time. It's a hell of an experience. You sound so tired and, and croaky now, is, is that how you I feel? Know. Yeah. I feel like, well, to be honest, I feel like I've like, been on a five day stag. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we got to Buenos Aires on, well, I got there like Saturday midnight local time and you no know, by then, you sort of, you know, the adrenaline kicks in and like we're out all night and then same again for the next two nights and then, you know, flew to Montevideo and it's, yeah, it's just been pretty heavy going, but, but very, very fun. Buenos Aires is a great city, very cool. It's the only word I can think to say about it, even though I don't feel cool enough to pull that word off myself. But anyway, I think that's what it is. It's quite gritty and yeah, cool. And then it, Montevideo was like a lot, uh, yeah, di- very different. Like the people seemed a lot friendlier actually. and um, They were they were lovely and yeah, I had, had a great time.
0: So, so Bielsa obviously manages Uruguay and it's the first time they've beaten Brazil in, is it 22 years? Yeah, 22 years. So like me, the
1: fans um, of Uruguay, so I'm a bit obsessed with it obviously. So like I always... I'm always on Twitter and, like, translating people's responses on I mean, anything to a Gielsa or the Uruguay team. And, like, they've all been so negative, even though they've had a decent start. Leading up to the Brazil game, like, everyone was negative, criticising loads of his decisions, you know. And I don't think, like, the fact that his Argentina run probably didn't didn't sit well with them. And, and also, like, his fair, fair play philosophy, you know, Uruguay are just all about sort of, you know, Fighting and winning whatever way possible. So I really was like worried that it wasn't a good match and like I was getting really pissed off with people. But like now that they've beat Brazil, everyone's absolutely loving it, of course, and you know, praising him and they can finally see uh, that the
0: decisions he makes are for the right reasons. And yeah, they were were awesome the other night. It's great, isn't it? You said to me that their fans see him as a bit of a Kevin Keegan type manager yeah. which i find absolutely hilarious it's like how could <laughs> how could you ever have that view of marcelo bielsa being kevin keegan i mean i knew nothing about marcelo bielsa when he came released i still didn't think oh god this is gonna be <laughs> kevin an argentinian kevin keegan on our doorstep oh dear, i know <laughs> and it
1: was so opposite to that in the game and like and that's the thing that's really it annoys me because lead fans think like that as well and and generally people think like that and They go on about all the goals we conceded, but at the end of the day, like, well, in the championship, what did we concede? Like 34 goals and we went up and Bielsa knows how to, how how to make a team defend. He just had crap defenders or defenders out of form or injured at Leeds. And so like, yeah, you see it, see it whenever it was two nights ago. And you know, they've got got, um, Ronald Araujo, Barcelona defender, who's like absolutely amazing. Like just having him at the back holding it all together just makes such a huge difference. So it, it does show you that the personnel is a problem. So, yeah, we should have signed Ariuco instead of Robin Koch. That might have helped things.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, and uh, you said you felt bad. Like, you know, if you're on the other end of seeing me and, uh, sorry, in Uruguay and Argentina, just having a great time watching, watching Bielsa ball, like you'd feel pretty good as and I, like I said, I've been retweeting with absolute disdain at some of your posts. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought now actually you sat in the lounge and if I saw Bielsa walk past you and you you turned away and just didn't see him on your camera behind you, I just, I just don't think I'd tell you. Just, <laughs> just like let him walk past. Just let him, that moment that you missed forever. I'd just screen grab it
1: and just rub <laughs> it in. Oh, dear. Well, I do. that's nice to know. <laughs> it was it's so funny, like it like just seeing him, like just like fills my heart like you know when he when he came out of the tunnel and he's like walking up and down the technical area uh, it's just
0: like just an amazing feeling to actually see him in the stadium. i'll t- tell you what i like about him in general is his consistency and you know that that could be any well it is any stadium in the world it's another continent from where he was and the way he behaves way he conducts himself is is always the same and like yeah. even and I say conducts himself in the way he talks, in the way um, his core beliefs, but just how he walks, how he, <laughs> how he approaches a game. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I love. I was
1: like counting his steps. And actually that's one thing, he wasn't consistent because they say that he always walked 13 <laughs> steps. But he was, he was walking a bit longer and because the technical area is absolutely massive um, for some reason. So he was yeah, making use of the extra space. So that was, that was nice for him. Yeah. I, take it all, I take it all back. He needs to book his ideas up. A uh, blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Great trip. Yeah. Trip of a lifetime. Love to do it again. I come for Argentina away next month, but I think that's a bridge too far Then
0: don't think the wife shall sign that off. No. You've, uh, you've done well so far. You're just lucky it's your 60th, like we said <laughs> on the last podcast. Yeah, indeed. So did you meet anyone out in, in Uruguay? Any Make any friends?
1: I, I did make friends, yes. Made friends with a lovely pilot, who very nicely and kindly, as a lot of people will have seen on Twitter, um, brought a bucket for Bielsa so that he's got something to sit on because it's uh, furnished him with a bucket as yet, the Uruguayans. And so yeah, James and, and Simon Ricks as well from the Don't Go To Bed Just Yet podcast. I think he's in a band or something as well, I'm not sure. So, yeah, he's a lovely guy. So it was his birthday actually, Simon, yesterday. So on a birthday night out with a rock star just to make the trip a bit more surreal than amazing. Um, so we had a really good bag. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was great stuff. But I had to go, oh God, that's quite funny actually. So we ended up finishing at about, uh, I don't know, like one in the morning, half one. I had to get up for a flight at 7.50. So I was flying at 7.50, set my alarm for 5.30, which was already flushing it. And I slept through, or I, I thought I'd set my alarm. I hadn't. And I woke up because a customer rang me, my phone. So my phone started ringing. At six in the morning, so I'd like, I mean, my flight was leaving in like an hour and 50 minutes and I was in bed and luckily I was woken up by a customer. Otherwise, I didn't, without a standard, without missed the flight, I was dead to the worst.
0: Um, yeah, you're a lucky boy. Um, that, would, that would have been devastating, wouldn't it? Um, well, which
1: band is he in? Uh, he's in uh, the Kaiser Chiefs. Yes. Oh yeah,
0: I've heard of him. He's, he's a He's yeah. a racist. I always thought he was a nice guy. Yeah, he's definitely not that. Just just to clear that up if I leave this in the edit, 'cause I'm not I'm I'm undecided. But Simon is not a racist. He is indeed a bassist
1: though. Yeah. Cool. Well, our beliefs our beliefs are quite aligned, obviously. He loves he loves
0: Bielsa as well. Speaking check of which he's, he's he's not behind you. <laughs> just had to check. <laughs> glad had a, sort, sort of glad you had a good time. Sort of. <laughs> Thanks. Not. So yeah. what's been going on back home? How are Leeds doing? Nothing. Nothing has been going on, Rocco. This is the this is the problem. It's the deep breath before Norwich, isn't it? And uh, I know there's been a press conference today which looks like it's been dominated by conversations about Archie Gray and whether, he, whether he's playing too much football oh, in terms oh, of yeah. him play, playing on international duty. So, yeah, I think that's all, all fair points.
1: I saw that, actually. I saw that he played 90 minutes three times for the England under- under-19s, which I just... Mm. Yeah, as I said on the last one, I think like just annoys me that he has to go there at all. Like, what is he getting out of that? Um, maybe he likes it, but it's stupid, isn't it? They're like, well, yeah. Well, I wonder if he'll play. Like, it feels like they'll have to give him a, a break.
0: There'll be some players where like they're on the cusp of a team, and it's well worth it them getting the game time. But for someone like Archie, it's it's got to be a balance, isn't there? I think it's good experience for him to do it. But could he play half the games? Probably. Yeah. I was going to ask about Phillips. Sounds like he's coming home. Wants to wear the white shirt. <laughs> he did. He did. He did say that. I did find, I did cleverly clip that audio. Not cleverly. It was no, there's nothing clever about it to just hit. So yeah, look on our Twitter account. He, he did say, um, he want, he was happy to put on the white shirt again. He knew what he was saying as well. There was a long pause before he said it. So <laughs> I don't think he's hit, uh, hinting at a, a Leeds United revival, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's coming too soon. Maybe next season. It is interesting to be so vocal about a move in January. It looks like it's going to happen, so yeah. I don't blame him. And you can't blame him for being there as well and giving it a go, but um, they're such a good team. They're the best team in the world, arguably, that it's like, well, being on the periphery of that is not a failure, is it? Let's be honest. Definitely not. No, and like, like for us looking
1: in, I think, I think for him actually being a part of it, I think it will mean more to him, like winning stuff, you know, and, and being a part of that squad. Like, it's not just he's sat there, like, he's not sat on the side watching, you know, he's training with them. He's part, of the, he's part of the thing, isn't he? So, yeah, he's not contributing on the pitch as much. But, yeah, I can can understand why he wanted to stay in the summer and, and, you know, give it a go. They've just won the bloody, whatever they won, treble. So, yeah, but now, like, he's, yeah, like, defenders are getting played in midfield ahead of them, aren't
0: they? It's just ridiculous. So, I think the time has come. So, I least at least Pep admitted that Bielsa is the man and that you know only he could get the best out of Calvin Phillips so uh, at least we got yeah. that out of that situation. With it being the eye break I thought it'd be oh good God, to yeah. have a look over
1: our the, the ratings of the players and, and how our estimations um, have gone if they're in line and what have you so John, you want me to talk about that for a bit? Yeah at a top level am I winning Rocco? <laughs> no on the the no, oh. head, headline is that I'm winning, the, the players collectively are doing worse than we thought. So I'm 12.7. I overestimated them by 12.7 marks and you 15.6, but we're actually doing really well. We're, it's pretty much all going as we expected. There's a couple of outliers, of course, but our best players so far have been Ampadu and Rodon with 7.4 rating. Don't think anyone's going to be surprised to hear that. And we did expect it and we had them down. You had them both at 7.4. I had 7.3 and 7.4. So, like, that's pretty good effort, that. And the only player in the squad that we thought would be better, I said Nyonto, and you had Dan James, interestingly. You thought he'd be even better at 7.5. So, yeah, so they're doing well. Uh, the third best player is Archie on 7.1, along with Somerville and Rutter. And again, pretty much. Going exactly to plan, apart from Rutter, of course. Like you had him at six point seven, I had him six point eight, and he's doing seven point one. But he's just doing amazing, isn't he? So yeah, and then uh, yeah, strike, strike on seven. Uh, Byram's doing well, six point nine. Yeah, so like everyone's, everyone's all sort of yeah, all aligned with what we what we thought. and um, we had yeah, we had strike and Byram at six point nine and seven. So. Doing pretty well. The reason we're so far out in the numbers is because basically Cody Drama is so bad. you like, got a. We had, you had Drama on 7.1 average, I had him on 6.9, and, and
0: he's on, well, he's on one. He got a one out of 10. I mean, we are the rulers of this whole game. So we could just delete him out of it just for our own benefit. Uh, we could and, do. And there, there's also an argument. Well, not even an argument. I'm just going to vote in Dan James 10 for the rest rest of the season on every game. Get my average up. Well, yeah, you could do that. Uh, I, I, I like that you said as well that we are performing worse than we sorry, the players are perfor- performing worse than we predicted. Not we massively over egged it. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: problem they're probably doing all right. No, it's their fault. Yeah, the only underperformer, really oh sorry, the only one that we over egged was was Ailing. You know, he's he's on six point six. He's the worst performing regular. Sadly, bless him. But yeah, otherwise everyone's, every, I'm, I'm happy
0: with them and with us. I think, I think we've done very well, actually. Interesting on Aileen, actually. We'll have our episodical comment on Luke Aileen, which tends to happen, doesn't it? But he, there has been some talk whilst you've been away about him signing a new deal, which was way further from what we'd heard. Um, so it's quite interesting that that might happen, but don't know. I don't know if anything's been said at the press conference today. doesn't look like it. That's it. Where's that come from then? Is it a wild rumor? or Is it substantiated? Oh, it might have been. It was a team talk. I think it was team talk website. It's just not a random one. There's some credence there, but you just you never know, do you? No, be surprised, wouldn't you? Um, especially, I'd
1: be surprised even if they're talking about it at this point. Like, why would they? Why would they be talking about a new deal now? Like, there's a whole rest of the season to go. We don't know what division we're going to be in.
0: That seems weird. I don't believe it, to be honest, James. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I can, I can kind of understand it in the sense of if you've got a player who's older, who you're relying on for his leadership and expertise, and he's, maybe his head's just not in it because he doesn't know where his future is and he's thinking about his family, then you, you think, mm, is it is it good to tie him down in, in the interest of the rest of our season and then just kind of let him go at the end of the season anyway? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? so. Apparently Jed Spence and Willie Nyonto are back to first team training, uh, which is nice. good news, isn't it? That is good
1: news, yeah. I like completely forgot
0: about Nyonto
1: until I, until I looked at our spreadsheet to see how we were doing. I was like, oh my God, you've still got Nyonto. Yeah, it'll be a great play to have back. And of course, Jed Spence is the last piece of the jigsaw, isn't he? So that's, that's all good, get him in the team. Absolutely. Do you think he is the last piece of the jigsaw? Or do you think, so like some people have sort of debated whether like what we're going to sign in January, what the squad needs and like people seem to think attacking midfielder basically because of that guy we nearly signed and didn't, or obviously there's the left back thing. Uh, What are you thinking about that?
0: I think Leeds United are more like a Rubik's Cube than a jigsaw. You know, it's just like you, you can, it's pretty cool. You can play with it every now and then, but you never bloody solve it, do you? That's very good.
1: That's excellent. Yeah. Well, and the less back situation especially. Right, that's 20 years unsolved, isn't it? Or exactly. More?
0: But what I have found recently is you can get an AR, so AR like an augmented reality app, and you can scan the faces of a Rubik's Cube, and then it tells you how to, <laughs> how to move it uh, and get it corrected. So it's pretty cool, actually. Free on the App Store. Yeah. Nice, awesome. So maybe that's what leads me. Yeah. Interesting. See what technology can do. It is. Solve all of Leeds United's woes. Um, But in all seriousness, I think he is someone who will just massively, not massively, that's stupid. He will change the balance of the team and free up players for certain areas. And, you know, like Archie dropping in there and stuff. It's good that we can do it and we're adaptable, but let's just get decent players playing in their best position, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And what about Firpo then? Is he nearly back? He's back in training full training and he's nearing he's not ready yet because he's been out injured for some time but he's back in full training okay I'm I'm willing to give him a chance I'm looking
1: forward to seeing him in this team in this division I mean I think we've seen it with a lot of players obviously that have like they've dropped down in the level has done them the world of good like Rutter and yes. Stroik and Dan James probably so yeah I think you has got to be willing to see what it does with Firco he was playing better, wasn't he, under Avi Grazia yeah. until he had, he had that horrendous game? I can't remember what it was now. I Newcastle when he did the handball and all that.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting. And my head always goes to, like, like you just said, you know, dropping a level's done them a world of good. I think it genuinely has. And it, it's amazing that how difficult it must be for professionals, especially with their agents, to drop out of that top flight and see it as a positive thing. But It really is just to to play football, get the game time and improve yourself like mentally and physically and ready yourself for the top level. It's like, I don't think it can be understated really. I don't get the obsession with always playing. Well, I I get the obsession with playing top flight, but equally having a a temporary pitfall isn't the end of the world, is it? No, it shouldn't be. And especially if you're in a good team that you
1: trust that will do well, you know, you can sort of understand in certain situations, but. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for, for sticking around and showing your loyalty and then rebuilding your, your career yourself. You like, like you say but on the personal level, even I think, yeah, people should take, you know, put a bit more value on that, really. Give them their yeah, careers a
0: chance to, yeah, sort of be bound. I had this conversation with my boss a while ago and he laughed at me because I said, uh, I used the phrase regression is progression. And I even laughed when I said it because I was <laughs> like... Oh my God. That is the most wankiest business, horrible thing <laughs> I've ever said in my life. But that is fundamentally what we're talking about, isn't it? It's like, it's fine yeah. to regress a little bit, you know, perfection isn't a straight line. I'm sh- I'm going to show up now. Cause let's do something. Like yeah, yeah. You're a- on one. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's a couple of Uruguayans we could get,
1: actually. I was looking on, on FopMob to see like the value, like a couple of the players that were playing and the left winger, Maxi Ariyuko, no, no relation to the defender. Like he plays in Mexico. I think his value on football, whatever that is worth, but it's like three point seven million or something. He's twenty three years old. Absolutely awesome. Like he had, he had a great game. So yeah, I think they need to need to do a bit of scouting down there. I reckon there's a few little gems to be picked up as they ride their Marcelo
0: wave of success. What I think we do is we soundbite this now and we say Leeds United scouts in in Uruguay looking at skin players so someone news article out there you know picks yeah. up this well, just a bloke who does a
1: podcast thinking about right backs this was a bit crazy as well the brazilian right back was like really good the other night he's their best player and me and my mate lewis were both like really taken aback by him He was fast as lightning neither of us knew who he was so i looked it up after the game like plays for Girona or someone and, and i'm thinking bloody hell how's he got in this new brazil team Seems like he's on loan from Man City. <laughs> like Man City, you've had this guy for like four years. He's never played a single game for them, and he's the Brazilian right back. Like, what is that? Like, that just shows you how the talent is just funneled into these rich clubs, and then just yeah, deposited here and there for whoever wants to borrow them.
0: Exactly. That annoyed me. That goes back to what we were saying about Phillips again earlier. Same same thing, and you know, and you can't you can't understate the quality of Man City. Annoyingly. And what that means for players like Calvin, it's like they are the best team in the world. If they can afford to ship someone out like that on loan who's playing for the Brazil first team, just tells you, tells you yeah. it
1: all. It does, yeah. Imagine they've probably got about seven or eight midfielders out on loan that are probably ahead of Calvin. <laughs> like It's just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: Also, we'll obviously be coming back after the Norwich game. Good to have proper football back. None of this international nonsense and gallivanting around the globe. Yeah, I watched the England-Italy uh, game actually. Did you watch that? Absolutely not. I did want to watch it, and I watched the highlights, and it was interesting. Interesting start by Italy, and I thought Rocco must be delighted with with some of this if he is watching. The England team's very very good, and I know they get a lot of. St- well, Southgate gets a lot of stick, but there's definitely a team there, and he's he's managed it well when you consider a decade or so ago it was uncontrollable. So, yeah. And I think people forget that managing England is, is not managing the team, it's managing the media, the fans. It's a huge, huge role and I don't envy anyone who has to do it, to be honest. I lost patience with him in the end, but I've always sort of been a
1: bit of a backer for him. But yeah, I did. Anyway. Not, enough of this international nonsense, it's on to, on to Norwich, as you say.
0: Exactly, the return of Farker to Carrow Road. Oh, yeah. so I hope he gets a win there. That would be lovely. But I think it will be a really tough game. They've been a bit hit and miss. They've had some weird results. Think Plymouth, guy, six, and... I think it was six. I think it was like was it six, six to two. Six to two. two. They just shot off at five. Yeah, I think it's important for us not to,
1: not to lose, obviously. And I just, yeah, I really want to win because, what, we've not, not won away since Millwall. Um, I know that's probably only one game, is it Maybe. Southampton was the last away game wasn't it and we got that, that was
0: a disaster so like we don't want a repeat of that I so we need to show that we can can do it on the road as well that's like a that's a classic news headline creation there again Rocco it's like Leeds United haven't won away in one month <laughs> bearing in mind there's been like an international break uh, dear. but yeah let's see let's see what happens tough game always is down there but a great fixture as well I quite enjoy it I quite enjoy the tin pottedness of, of Norwich as well so <laughs> Yeah, let's see. Now I've said that, we're going to lose and it's going to be one of them humbling podcasts the next one where I'm just like, oh, God. really
1: don't want to do it. I have not. That would be
0: depressing. Good to see you, Rocco, and glad you've had a good time, sort of. And <laughs> safe travels back to the UK, mate. Back to the scum all. Thank you very much. A long day ahead. Yeah, take care. We'll see you all at the weekend at some point. Cheers.
1: work.